Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast. We're studying the Bible. We're studying the Word of God, looking at the message that God has given us so that we can know Him, so we can follow Him. We're working our way through 1 John. This is episode 37, and we are in 1 John chapter 4. Today we're looking at verses 17 and 18. John writes, In this love is made complete with us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also we are in this world. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear, because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in love. Well, John's continuing in this discussion of our relationship with God which is based in truth and love. So he says, in this, love is made complete. Well, what's this? Well, he's just been talking about the fact that our relationship with God is based on truth. That is, if we confess the truth, if our faith is based on the truth, the truth about Jesus Christ, then we are in God and God is in us. But he also immediately followed that up with a statement about love, that if we are experiencing the love of God, then we are in God and God is in us. So this, this is that relationship with God based on the truth of the gospel and based on our actual love-based relationship with God. So in this, love is made complete with us. There's an outcome to that love being made complete in us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Well, why can we be confident? Well, we can be confident when it comes for the time of judgment because we know that Jesus Christ made the atoning sacrifice for our sins. That is, if we remember the the basis of the gospel, that is, we're separated from God because of sin, Sin carries a death penalty, eternal separation from God, but Jesus paid the penalty of sin. That is, he experienced the death penalty that we deserve because of sin, and because of our faith in him, we can experience forgiveness of sin. So that's why we can be confident in the day of judgment. John goes on to explain that, because as he is, so also we are in this world. Now, what's he talking about as he is? He's talking about Jesus Christ. Well, what is it about Jesus Christ that's so special? The fact that he is sinless. The fact that he's in this perfect relationship with the Father. And so John is saying, because of the condition of Jesus Christ, in his sinlessness, in his relationship with the Father, we can be like that while still in the world. Now, wait a minute. Is he saying we are sinless? No. He's already talked about the earlier the fact that we still sin. But as far as judgment goes, once we have experienced the forgiveness of sin, when we come to Christ, when we go to God in faith of what Jesus has done on the cross, when we confess our sin to God, when we repent of sin, when we ask for forgiveness, when we experience reconciliation with God and the forgiveness of sin, our sin, past, present, and future has been 
forgiven. Does that mean we no longer sin? No. Does that mean we're no longer guilty before God? We have been declared innocent. We use the theological term justified. We are now declared just, righteous in the sight of God. Not on anything we have done, but based on what Christ has done. That God has taken what Christ has done and applied that to us. So, just as Jesus is sinless and innocent and in a perfect relationship with God, we get to experience that ourselves, even while on earth. That's why we don't have to fear judgment, because we've already been declared innocent, righteous before God. So this relationship with God results in a confidence. And we know there will be a judgment. We know that God will judge everything and that we don't have to fear that judgment because we have confidence in our relationship with God. A relationship that's based on the truth and a relationship that's based on love. Now verse 18, he goes on and talks about the love aspect of this. He says, there is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in love. Well, we don't have to fear punishment if we are confident in our relationship with God. If we are confident that we have been forgiven of sin, then there's no need to fear the punishment. The one who is complete in love is the one who has a relationship with God. So if you are fearing punishment of God, then that's an indication that there's a problem with that aspect of love of God. Well, let's look at how he uses the word fear. We see the word fear a lot in the Bible. And it's used in a lot of different ways. And we have to be careful we don't just take one usage of fear and apply that to all instances here. And it Because the Bible is written in language. And language is used in a very dynamic way. Just as in English, we use the word fear in a lot of different ways. If I say, I'm afraid it might rain tomorrow... I'm using the word fear. I fear it might rain tomorrow. But that's a little different than saying, I fear that tornado that is approaching us. They're both speaking of weather. They're both using the word fear. I fear it might rain. Or I fear the tornado, used in very different ways. And there's even more of a, a breadth of uh, the use of the word fear in the Greek language. And the New Testament was originally written in Greek. Now the word fear can appear as a noun or as a verb. The noun phobos, that's where we get the word phobia. He uses that right here when he says there's no fear in love. That's the noun. And he talks about fear involving punishment. That's the noun. So the one who fears, there's a verb. And the word is phobeo. It's the same word root. The word literally means fear, but its usage depends on the context, or its meaning depends on the context. It can mean a lot of things. And if we just do a quick look through the New Testament, the different places where the word phobos is used, it can be used in a lot of different ways. 
Well, back in the Gospel of Matthew, when Jesus was walking on the water, his disciples were afraid. They experienced fear. They cried out in fear. Here they're afraid because they think he's a ghost. The word phobos. When the uh, angel moved the stone covering the, the tomb when Jesus rose from the dead, the guards were shaken by fear. In the Gospel of Luke, when Zechariah uh, encounters the angel Gabriel in the temple, he's overcome with fear. And, and so we see fear um, used the way we understand fear. We also use the term fear with respect to God, fear of God. In Romans 3.18, Paul says, there is no fear of God before them in their eyes. It can also be used to mean honor. In, in Romans 13.7, Paul talks about uh, paying taxes to the uh, government authorities. Treat them with honor. Well, the word actually is phobos here. Uh, phobos, fear, can mean honor. So the fear of God is, is honor. There could be an awe of God. And in 2 Corinthians 5.11, Paul talks about, uh, since we know the fear of the Lord, well, wait a minute. Does he mean we're afraid of God? No, he's using the word fear here to describe awe, respect, reverence. So the word fear can mean a lot of different things. Uh, it can mean terror, something of being afraid of a scary thing. It can mean respect. It can mean reverence. It can mean awe, being overcome with something. So there's a whole lot of ways that the word fear is used. And so that's where the context drives what it means. So here John is talking about fear of punishment. This is being afraid of a scary thing. Punishment is scary. So we should be afraid of punishment if we thought that punishment was going to apply to us. So here he's saying if you are in perfect love with God, there is no fear of the punishment of judgment. There is no fear of what will happen in the end when Jesus returns. And so that's a good question for us. When you think about the return of Christ, when you think about Jesus coming down, setting things right, and then judging the world, do you fear that judgment? Or do you look forward with anticipation of Christ's return? That depends on our relationship with God. Is it based in perfect truth and perfect love? If there's a little bit of fear there, well, let's look at both of those aspects. Are you based in perfect truth? Do you know what the Word of God says about the return of Christ? Do you know what awaits us, what to anticipate? Or is there a problem with the love? You're not so sure you really trust God that much. You're not so sure you, you trust your relationship. Both of those are important aspects. So get into the Word of God and know what to anticipate, why we have no reason to fear judgment, why we should anticipate the return of Christ, not fear the return of Christ. Well, thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working our way through 1 John.